0: Hello everyone, and welcome back to Indie Talk. This is our podcast where we take a look at the world of independent professional wrestling. The top promotions that are still considered independence. Uh, Tonight's show, we're going to take a look at Ring of Honor TV from, I believe that was the 14th. Yes, March 14th. And the latest episode of Lucha Underground, which I believe is episode 19. Uh in 19 or 20. I keep uh, getting lost on that. But it's definitely the latest episode of Lucha Underground, and it was an incredible episode. If you didn't see it, I implore you to go out, find it somehow. Um, the main event was just off the charts. Uh, also, Ring of Honor from 14th was a fantastic show as well but before we start uh i have very sad news if you haven't heard el hijo de Pedro aguayo also known as Pedro aguayo jr a very probably the number one heel in all of mexico um, passed away friday night reports were that he passed away in the ring um that's uh since been debunked, he collapsed in the ring he passed out um, he died in the hospital. They are saying now it was a heart attack um which what they feel was that he sustained a like a spinal injury which resulted in a heart attack and he he passed away. He was only thirty five years old. Very tragic. Um, he was in a uh, wrestling in, in the main event in uh, what was called The, uh, the Crash. A cr- promotion was called Crash. a small offshoot of Triple A. Um, he was actually in a match. I know uh, Ray Mysterio, uh, Manic, TNA, and uh, Tiger Uno. I believe he's called it TNA. We the other members of the match. He took a drop kick from Ray Went into the ropes Again this is all speculation and I really don't want to report rumors The speculation is that he hit The ropes wrong Neck first Causing some sort of whiplash And which resulted in him Passing out having a heart attack And then him Unfortunately passing away in the hospital Um A short time later Um I've seen the video. It is very, very disturbing. It's very unsettling. Probably most of you that hear my voice without seeing seen the video. If you haven't, I implore you not to not to look for it. It's you're not going to get anything out of it other than a really sick feeling in your stomach. You know, it's just you know, accidents happen, things happen, sometimes they can't be explained. This is one of those times. This is very sad. Um. I know Perry not personally, of course, but I know of Perry Aguayo Jr.'s work. Um, of course, I know his father's work, which uh, he's a legend, the biggest draw in the history. And people can argue El Santo, you know, between those two. And uh, his son was easy, the number one heel in in Mexico, um, leading the... the Pero's de Mal, which was like the NWO of Mexico. There's going to be an investigation, they're saying. I'm not really sure what's going to investigate. It just was an accident. It's senseless. There's no one to blame. Things just happen. But it's very, very sad to see somebody so young, in the prime of his career, really, to be struck down this way. It's, It's... The only word I could think of was that it's tragic, and it really is very tragic what happened to this young man. My heart goes out to the Aguayo family, his friends, and his fans. Okay, let's move on from there. And let's get on to the show. Although I do want to also make a quick mention that the Lucha Underground, uh, before their last taping, had uh, a little ceremony and stuff for him. I was told that the wrestlers denied any interviews or anything. They're very broken up. Most of the lucha underground roster um, are from AAA and knew uh, Perry Jr. personally, and they're very shaken up about it. as could be, you know, very understandable. But of course, the WWE, the the classless Vince McMahon, the WWE doesn't even make a mention of this man's passing. Okay. Let's get on to, uh, we're going to start with the March 14th episode of Ring of Honor. I always like to say that, you know, I like to put the best show on last. That was tough this time. Which was the better show? Because this Ring of Honor show was fantastic. It opens up with Matt Seidel, former Evan Bourne teaming up with A.C.H. versus The Addiction, which is uh, Frankie Kazarian and Christopher Daniels. Uh, I'm not sure why the team keeps pushing this thing that A.C.H. is difficult to deal with, that uh, you know he's a head case. This is never evident when we see him in the ring. So obviously they have an agenda that we're supposed to, you know, They have an agenda of some future angle they must be pushing to keep talking about this. But I think we're supposed to see this with our own eyes, not just being told to view him this way. You know, because as far as I see him in the ring, I never see him acting anything other than a professional. You know, so I don't understand, you know, they they keep making all these comments about him, but we don't see any evidence of it. And I don't know, I just, I'm not a big fan of that. By the way, A C H and uh, Side Out They've been doing a lot of of teaming as of late, and they've been doing quite well. So this might be a team that uh, we're going to see for a while. As far as the Mascots, there's a lot of double team maneuvers from both teams. I mean, you know, they're really doing, you know, all types of double team moves. The Addiction has probably the biggest assortment of double team moves in the industry, so they were hitting all of this stuff. Uh, The Daniels winds up hitting a Urinagi on Matt's side out. And he goes for the BME. But uh, Matt winds up getting out of the way. Uh, then Yanks later on hits a double foot stomp off the top to the back of a crouched Daniels. And uh, side out covers but Kazarian breaks that up. A little later Kazarian gets put down by a uh, tornado DDT. Daniels is knocked to the floor. ACH hits a somersault plancher on top of him. So Sido's up top looking for the shooting star. But one of the KRD come in, hit him with a chair. I'm really not sure how the ref missed all this. Where was the ref when this happened? I'm not sure. But uh, he crashes into the ring. The Dixon gets back in. They hit their move, the Celebrity Rehab, which is their finisher. And they get the win. Great match. I gave it three stars. All four guys. I, I said this before about Matt Sideout. Matt out looks. I can't. It's an infinite amount better than he did in WWE. I mean, it's just so obvious that. Well, you know what? I can't say it's obvious. It's one of two things. Either WWE completely held this guy back from doing what he could do in the ring. Or he just didn't care and didn't put in the effort. I was first going to say he just wasn't putting in the effort, but, you know, I don't know. Maybe WWE was telling him, that's not our style. You got to work our style and, you know, and not be exciting. So, you know, I don't want to just kill uh, the Evan Bourne character and say it's Seidel's fault. I'll just say, though, if you liked Evan Bourne in WWE, you would love Matt (laughs) Seidel's. He's a much better performer. And uh, ACH, I love ACH. Uh, He's fantastic. And of course, The Addiction are great. So, this was uh, all these guys really performed well. Very, very good match. They gave him a lot of time. Um, They took this almost to, I think, almost to the midway point. Maybe a little less than the midway point in the shelf in this one match. Afterwards, we get an in-ring promo from Jay Briscoe. You know, Jay's talking about how people think he's vulnerable, but meanwhile he hasn't been pinned in two years. He's the man. He's, you know, you know, a, a typical you know, I'm the best promo. Get some music playing and out comes Samoa Joe. And they banter back and forth. You know, Joe's like, oh, you beat this guy, you beat that guy, but you haven't beaten me. And, uh, you know they they keep going back and forth. Joe challenges Joe challenges for a title shot, which he's gonna get at the uh, the upcoming show, I believe, on the WrestleMania weekend, uh, is where he's gonna get that shot. And it was okay, it was all right. There was a lot of not uh, a heat from both of them. Um, I'm not. I didn't think it was one of Jay's better promos. Cause, you know, Jay's a great promo. I thought it was an okay promo, but it wasn't one of his better ones. I thought Joe uh, did well on his part. Afterwards, uh, we cut to a, a commercial. We come back, and Jimmy Jacobs comes out to the ring. And they're playing that this was un unscripted, that he just came out and starts shooting. And he does start shooting. He basically shoots on Joe. He gives a passion promo about how Joe just gets gifted title shots walking in the door after abandoning the company years ago while Jimmy stood there the whole time when when the company wasn't doing well, Jimmy was there in the in the trenches i mean while Joe went off somewhere else to, to make money how did that work out for him they, they, they basically ruined them so it, it was you know i am sure there's nothing no such thing as a real shoot anymore, but it was a work shoot promo, and it was it was nice job by Jimmy Jacobs. Uh, really, really a good promo, man. If, if you heard it, if you haven't heard it, try to find it on the Ring of Honor website. It's a really good promo. He cuts, and basically he demands he wants to tie a time shot. Like, okay, you're giving Joe a shot, well, I'm taking a shot. I want a shot. Now, sidebar to this is that we just found out this week, Jimmy has signed with WWE. Um, Not as a wrestler. He's going to be a writer. They're going to hire him to... Nobody really gets the book in WWE. The book is Vince's. But, uh, you know, Vince basically has the book and then has a bunch of advisors and writers to come up with, you know, spitballing ideas at him. And I guess Timmy will be part of that team I believe he's the only ex-performer that will be on that team. I believe it's, if I, I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, I apologize. I believe it's all like Hollywood writers. So Jimmy would be the only guy with actual wrestling experience that will be on that team now. And that's probably the reason why they wanted to bring him in. We, you know, they thought they needed somebody who's actually worked a match in their life to maybe give some uh, kind of, you know, interjection To some of these ideas, so you know, we'll we'll see how that works out for Jimmy. I just thought it was funny how he's yelling at Samoa Joe about leaving, and now he's leaving. Of course, this promo was cut uh, before uh, that deal was made. Uh, Next, our main event, which is the Young Bucks versus Kingdom, which is uh, Michael Bennett, Taven. Uh, this was a spirit affair. Yeah, Maria was there, in case anyone wanted. wondering if Maria was right beside. Thankfully for all of us male viewers, she was. Um, the fans were strongly behind the Young Bucks, not really surprised the Bucks, as their heels in New Japan, their baby faces the Ring of Honor, and they're way over. The announcers started talking about the suspicions that the kingdom, they actually be the knights of the red dawn, uh based upon what happened at the at the pay per view. Uh Kingdom gets the advances, they really work over Matt Buck for a good long while. And uh finally he makes the hot tag to Nick. Nick cleans house. I I have to say though, I'm really not overwhelmed by his baby face fire. I think and just just say this but off the bat, I am a Young Bucks fan. I am a big Young Bucks fan. I just think they work better as heels. You know, not everybody can work heel, not everybody can work face. I'm not saying they can't work face. I just think especially in the baby face fire department, they he was a little lacking and I just feel they come off much better as the cocky heels than they do as the, the, you know, upstart baby faces. So that's my opinion. They still work great matches. Uh, the Bucks wind up on a roll, and uh, Ma- Maria winds up giving it a distraction. It gives Kingdom back the advantage. They wind up hitting the Twist of Fate Swanton combo. If they only get two on that, then all of a sudden a hashtag super kick Party breaks out. There's super kicks everywhere. Carino's losing his voice. I still say. If, you're not, if you don't, if there's one reason i can tell you to watch ring of honor is watch steve carino call a young bucks match and when the super kick party breaks out because <laughs> he he's just screaming super kick super kick like it, that's over and over it's almost like a parody of the Jim Ross stone cold stone cold but you know he's doing super kick it's, Really funny. I'm a big fan of Steve Carino as uh, the color announcer. Uh, He really compliments Kelly well. Uh, Back to the match. Uh, The Bucks were looking for a Meltzer driver on Matt Taven, but it's foiled by Michael Bennett. And then the Kingdom ended up looking for a Spike power driver on Nick. But when Taven jumps off the top rope, he gets super kicked right out of the air by Matt. Then a double super kick to Michael Bennett. Like, I'm telling you. There's, there's super kicks everywhere. They hit an indie driver to in the table. One, two, no. A member of KRD pulls the ref out of the ring and then runs away. So the announcers are trying to make this thing like, it's got to be... Adam Cole. I know it's not Adam Cole. I can tell just by looking at the guy, even if he have a mask on. He didn't have Adam Cole's body. Plus, Adam Cole had a legitimately injured shoulder, and uh, I, I know it's not Adam Cole. I don't know what's going on with this KRD uh, situation, but it's not Adam Cole. Um, where 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 do we leave off at here? Right, KRD pulled the referee out the ring. And then, oh, he winds up giving, uh, he puts up the four fingers, you know, a la the kingdom, to the angry bucks. You know, again, playing up that, we're the, I'm Adam Cole, it's us, it's the kingdom. And here's my sign, the four the four fingers. Bennett winds up hitting a low blow as they're looking at this. And, uh, on Nick. And they wind up hitting him with the spike power driver after they knock. Max to the floor And they hit the spike pile driver on Nick to get the win Fantastic match Three and a half stars I am really turning the corner on the kingdom Michael Bennett is definitely starting to win me over Which I thought would never happen I think Maria has a lot to do with this And of course I love Adam Cole I can't wait for him to get back from injury But uh, yeah, I'm liking this group the Kingdom. And I just got a feeling uh, that uh, this K.R.D. is not them. It's somebody else and is just trying to throw us off uh, with these machinations to uh, look like they're part of the game. And that's our show. Two matches. That's it. You know what? I was okay with it. Uh, we got a promo from Jimmy. And they didn't tell us before they signed off that Jimmy will get a title match on the next show. We, we wound up getting... An in-ring confrontation with Jay and Joe. But that's it. I mean, two fantastic matches. One promo, which didn't go on that long, but was really good. And an in-ring confrontation that didn't go on that long, but was good. Not a 20-minute like they do when they open Raw. Now, someone call Vince. Tell him to watch his show. One hour of Ring of Honor blows away all 46 hours of programming He puts on every week Don't bring him a tape of this And explain to him This is how you get a show over Okay Now we're going to go into Lucha Underground The opening match On Lucha Underground I will say wow, This was a fantastic episode Of Lucha Underground But unfortunately We will not get any Dario Cueto uh, And uh, that I think it's the first time that's happened on Lucha Underground. And uh, he was definitely missed. So, Dario, wherever you are, if you hear the sound of my voice, know that I missed you on this episode. You're a great character. It still was a great episode. Our opening match was Aerostar versus Drago. This is match three in the Best of Five series. It was a mat wrestling affair for the first few minutes. Uh, the match starts to pick up. After Aerostar, they're outside the ring and Aerostar hits a truss dive I and mean, he kinda of took a bad bump. It looked like he hurt himself uh, more than he did Drago. A little later on, Drago went to painting a really nice corpse school plancha. He, he also follows that up with a running power bomb to so get a near fall for. Then uh, he gets Drago tries to go to the top rope, he gets you know cut off. Gets dazed and is sitting on the top rope. And for some reason, Aerosmith goes to the other corner and decides to do a tight rope towards him. Why? I don't know. But that's what he did. And uh, he does the uh, little tight rope thing and hits a hurricane on hurrican- Drago. Then hits a springboard splash. Gets the wind to take the 2-1 lead. I give the match two stars. Um, It was the worst match of their now three matches they've had. This was definitely the worst of the three. It wasn't a bad match. It just it just didn't live up to how good the first two matches were. Uh, We see our third and and now a series of great Conan videos. In this one, he's teaching Prince Puma how to play chess, like like how it's life and battle, you know. Great visuals of Conan beating up guys with this new weapon of his. This is great stuff, man. These video packages with Conan have three weeks in a row, and each one has been stellar. And again, this is where this show separates itself from other shows. There's other shows, skits and vignettes and what have you are hit or miss. They're 90% hits in Lucha Underground, and I mean... Not just hits, but like outstanding, like top-of-the-line stuff. I really think this is, as I said before, this is where I think Robert Rodriguez, uh, Robert Rodriguez is uh, interjecting himself to the uh, making of the show. Our next match is Big Rick versus The Crew in an elimination match. So, you know, the bell rings, and of course, obviously, The Crew quickly triple team and beat on Rick a while. And eventually, it takes a while, but Rick finally starts to make a comeback. Gets a cane away from Castro. Starts laying everyone out with cane shots. Then hits a Uranagi on Bio, Pins him. There you go, first elimination. Then he clotheslines Castro with the cane. Pins him. One, two, three. And we have two guys out. Mr. Sisko. Don't want any any more of this. So he leaves the ring, starts climbing the stairs, but Sexy Star appears at the top of the stairs. She so basically just beats him back down to the ring and uh, tosses him in. Rick winds up hitting a huge right hand that busts Sisko right open. So Sisko is bleeding. Rick sets up a steel chair in the center of the ring grabs Cisco, and hits a Uranagi in which he puts him right through the chair. He covers him and wins the match. Um, two stars. I mean, it was okay for what it was. You know, it wasn't really, you know, there wasn't any real big moves done, I guess outside of the Uranagis, It was just basically not a clubbing and kicking and not much else. Then we get our main event. Mil versus Phoenix and what they are calling grave circumstances. My guess is that WWE owns the rights to casket match or coffee match or whatever. So they had to come up with a different name. They call it grave circumstances and it it's basically a casket match. The casket is brought to the ring by a group of people. They're really dressed in a macabre way and they're referred to as the profession of death. which uh, apparently a Mexican tradition on November 2nd. Kind of like their version of Halloween in a way. I'm really not too familiar with this. I have heard of it before, but I didn't really know much about it at all. Then we people were trying to explain it a little bit. Mil, Mas- Mil Muertes is in the ring. When Phoenix comes down the steps, Mil dives to the outside of him. topic. They continue to blow outside the ring. They're using the floor arrangements, whatever they get their hands on. Uh, Phoenix goes back into the ring, and then hits the ropes to do a running dive. But Mill sees it coming, lifts the casket like totes it upward, and Phoenix crashes right into the casket. Actually, uh, hit it hit it pretty good. The crowd actually liked that spot. The game. For it. Now, Mill starts tearing at Phoenix's mask. He winds up tearing the top half of the mask right off his head. Uh, Mill is always brutal, but tonight, he's on a different level. He is really, really brutal tonight. And I mean that in a good way. I don't mean brutal like he's brutal to watch him work. I mean, he's just really physical. Uh, he winds up grabbing a part... From the turbo assembly of the bottom rope, like pulling it out somehow, which basically made the bottom rope collapse. So we have no bottom rope anymore. He takes this piece of metal, smashes it into Phoenix's skull. Phoenix is busted open pretty good right now. Uh, But they keep fighting, they fight through the crowd. Uh, Mill powerbots Phoenix in the announcing stable. It's crowded in bed for this whole thing. I mean, they're like loving every second of this, this all-out war. What do you say? Uh, Mill wants to save the coffin in the corner. Phoenix charged him, but he's given a overhead belly to belly suplex that sends him crashing into the coffin. He actually bends and dents the coffin. So if they, uh, they didn't buy that and they rented it, I guess they have to buy it now. Uh, the pretty big uh, dead ball put in. Then uh, they they keep fighting back and forth. Phoenix hits a super kick, It looks like it was going to turn the tide. It did for about a second. As it goes up top, the mill gets up and hits a code breaker off the top rope. Uh, the blood at this point is pouring out of the head of Phoenix. It was actually kind of sickening just watch I mean, the blood is just literally just pouring out of his head um they continue to brawl throughout the temple into the crowd again Phoenix still is starting to get some big offensive moves too and then at one point their back ringside still brawling and Katrina is like mesmerized as they kept saying and got really dangerously close to the action And, of course, Mill goes to clothesline um, Phoenix. the Phoenix ducks, he wipes out Katrina with the clothesline. Um, He really looks sorry for what happened. He looks like, oh, my God, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But uh, the fight continues. They wind up battling on the apron. Katrina's, Katrina's back up now. And thus uh, Katrina goes over and opens up the casket. And Phoenix went up stunning Mill and then he does a rope walk. Again, why does he got to do these rope walks for no reason? He does a rope walk and it turns into a double foot stomp to the back of Mel crashes into the coffin. Um Katrina grabs the stone that was on the apron, Mill's stone. Licks the stone. Tosses it into the caskets. He stamps it shut. And holy shit. Four and a half stars. What a match. This is probably the best match. That I have seen. That was not from New Japan so far this year. It is undoubtedly the best casket match. I've ever seen. Uh, This was a great, great. This was a great match. Which makes. Uh, it makes it a good episode. Uh, and it just showcased everything I love about this promotion. And it showed none of the stuff I don't like. So overall, I really, really like this uh, episode a lot. And uh, for the match, I'm going to give that match a standing ovation. Again, four and a half stars. Outstanding. Uh, try to be- seek out this show. Uh, the brutality of this Wave Encounters match was unbelievable. A complete, complete devastation, This is uh, great for us fans watching. And that's our show for this uh, week. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back. I know we have a Ring of Honor show that just uh, came out. Will we do that? I'm not sure. Of course, I'll try to find something else. Whatever it is, I'm sure that uh, I'll find something for us to talk about. And uh, to that time, thanks for tuning in, and bye-bye.